0: to business with Bobby Kerr brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk now as we drive through towns and cities across Ireland we're saddened to see so many pubs with their doors closed 365 days a year why are these pubs closing in such large volumes uh, here to give us some more insight into what's happening in pubs across the country I'm delighted to be joined um, by a uh, chef owner at uh, Murph's Gastropub at the Der- Derrick Array Inn in Butler's Bridge, Fergus Murphy joins me, as does the Chief Executive Officer of the Vintners Federation of Ireland, Porrick Gribben. Porrick, if I could start with you, um, you're in this business a long time. Are um, you surprised by the number of closures that was reported earlier in the week?
1: Uh, good morning, Bobby. No, not particularly surprised. I mean, we're aware of these figures going back. Uh, and essentially, what you're seeing here is you're seeing the effect of the change of uh, lifestyles, change of regulation. But you're also seeing, I suppose, uh, you were coming from an area where, if we're all honest, we were probably overpubbed. And as as you know, uh, the, the market always finds its level. But I think, you know, there's there's two sides to this story there is that, that reduction in numbers, which in some cases have left some communities short of facilities. But the other side, I think, is that we're seeing um, a, a lot of innovation, a lot of investment, uh, a lot of uh, forward thinking by a lot of publicans. So while the number of pubs may have fallen, the offering, the quality, etc., cetera, I think has improved considerably over the years. And for those in business today, uh, they're offering a very vibrant service within the communities. You know, it's changed from the day when you opened the pub at ten o'clock or half ten in the morning, uh, and people just came in. Uh, you know, now uh, food is playing a much bigger part. Entertainment, events, uh, the, the 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 offering has changed. But yeah. I think the one thing that has remained stable all of the time. Is the great welcome and camaraderie that you have in an
0: Irish pub. And just on that, Porrick, if we look at say the weekend that we're in today, we look at uh, forty thousand odd Americans in town. Um, if you ask those, and I spoke to some yesterday uh, on the street in Dunleary, and if you ask an American, what's the first thing they want to do when they come to Ireland? Uh, and these ones said it to me even yesterday, we want to go and see the Irish pub. And do you worry, you know, as an organisation, that the Irish pub as we know it, that plays such a vital part, indeed, in our own communities, as well as our tourism offer, may not be there in 10 or 15 years' time? No, I don't
1: have that worry, but I think that there are significant challenges there, some of them uh, self-imposed in terms of regulation, in terms of high taxation rates. Uh, you know, as you look at our excise rate, for example, uh, it's the second highest in Europe, but it's not just the fact that it's the second highest in Europe. Um, if you take a, a, a pint of plain, as they say, the, the excise on, on, on a pint here is 55 cents. If you bought the same pint in Germany, the excess is 5 cents. Uh, if, if, you, if you buy a glass of wine here, you're looking at over €2 euro between VAT and excise on a €7 euro glass of wine. Whereas if you go across most of Europe, there's no excise uh, on, on, on wine. So there is, a, there is a situation where government is it, making it more difficult for us to be competitive versus our European counterparts. And the cost of doing business, as I no doubt Fergus will explain, uh, the cost of doing business, Okay. Uh, has, has skyrocketed but I have no doubt no, there is a strong future for the Irish pub the Irish pub will be there but there will be some uh, support that will be needed from government in the context of the taxation regime
0: OK, well let's bring in Fergus Murphy um, the chef owner of the Derrick in uh, up there in County Cavan uh, Fergus, firstly um, I, uh, how many pubs have closed in Cavan over the last number of years?
2: Probably by the report, it looks like thirty-eight, but I would say a lot more to be honest. Like you know, because there's a lot of pubs that are still got hold their license renewed every year, but they're not actually they don't actually open their doors. So I think why would the they do that? Fair
0: enough. Why? Why would you do probably that? Probably
2: because probably because if you if you let your license lapse, it's going to be very hard financially to get it back. So they just pay their annual fee to keep the license active when open the doors because. Maybe they find the over the cost of running the pub is too much, or it's right. too old, and it's kind of second generation, and they're not interested in it. They probably see the hardship of their mother and father from running it.
0: Tell me about your own That's situation, Fergus. In terms of your own business, what are your day to day challenges? Day
2: to day, we're, we're in business about seventeen years now in Cavan. So we run we run a busy food gastel pub. We still have our drink sales. but it's it's two hundred and twenty seat food operation. So. There is a challenges there, but obviously your labour cost is going up, but you have to pay the good wage for good staff, and that's justifiable. But they're finding it harder to live, obviously, because the cost of living for them is, is much more than what it was a few years back. Food cost is... Uh, well, put it this way, before the war Warby, I was paying €20 euro for a bucket of Hellman's mayonnaise, 10 litre. Now it's in excess of €40. Euro. Wow. Now, usually a supplier would send you a letter and say, in three months' time, I'm putting your product by... 50 cents and you'll have words with them and hopefully they bring it down now the suppliers are telling me fergus i'm not sending out letters anymore because i mean by the time that hits you there's another letter coming as well putting the price up so that's the kind of overhead and that's only one item so that's and then obviously with food labor as i mentioned but you have to pay a fair wage for a fair day's work and 100 percent that electricity phenomenal so it's even harder to make a living now if you know what i'm saying the cream is definitely gone if at the end of the month you've paid your bills and uh, everybody's happy, you're doing well.
0: And where does that when you maybe sit back and analyse your business where it's going? You know what you want to do over the next number of years. Are you are you are you negative about the prospects for the business?
2: I'm not negative in the sense like we 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 have three rooms. We have a restaurant, a, gas or a pub, and a new conservative. In the past couple of years now, we've invested two big lumps of investment into the property. We've a third one lined up for January, quite substantial money. It's the restaurant we're going to focus on. The finance is being sorted to the banks, so we're ready to rock. But it all depends on how the VAT goes. If the VAT goes up, we will think twice before we draw down the loan. Right. Because obviously it's going to go from 9% up 50%. That means do I let staff go? Do I invest in excess of two hundred thousand into a restaurant to bring it up? Because I've already made two big investments already. So I'm going to hang off until I see the way the budget goes.
0: But you're, you know, the fact that you're thinking about another major investment clearly means that you've got confidence in what you have in your product and in your business. Because otherwise, you wouldn't even be content contemplating that.
2: Oh, absolutely. But you, you have to, you have to move for the time as Parrik said. It's not you sitting on, on your arms, you have to reinvest. It's what the customer expects as well. Plus, it's bringing a new bit of life to your business, and hopefully, it'll bring a new angle to your business as well. And it'll increase your sales, your bottom line. But it's still, it's, it's if someone, like mostly some years, the VAT goes up, then another year, your labor cost goes up. It seems, and then your food cost goes up, but it seems everything is happening at once, okay, which is hitting us very hard.
0: Porek, I have a couple of texts here I just want to share with you. The first one says, Bobby, sorry, things change. People are no longer interested in sitting inside the dark pub, drinking unhealthy beer or spirits. Things change. That's the way business works. That comes from Paul. Another text says, Bobby, the pub is no longer the social glue that holds the small town together. It's a thing of the past. That comes in from Charlie. What do you say to the spirit of those texts, Porek?
1: I think uh, if you if you if you take the guy who says that uh, things have changed, I think that's precisely what I have said. Uh, I think if you look at the offering today versus the offering ten years ago, uh, it's very it's very different. It, the offering in terms of the facility itself, uh, the um, the recognition that uh, it's not all about alcohol, uh, and you know you look at the growth of things like low and no alcohol. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean. The vast, vast majority of pubs today have changed, have moved with the times, are continuing to move with the times. You only have to take the story of, of, of Fergus in, in very rural County Cavern uh, and what he has done in his premises and what he's proposing to do in his premises. That's a kind of what's happening all over the country. Uh, the reason why uh, the number of pubs has declined Yes, I mean, lifestyles have changed. Of that, there is no doubt. Uh, If you take, for example, people are a lot more health conscious, there is no doubt about that either. And that's why the offering has changed to meet those demands, to meet those requirements. And it will continue to change and evolve, as every business does, not just the pub trade. Um, Any retail business keeps evolving to meet the demands and the requirements of its marketplace the problem will be and is no different.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. And it's good to say, to hear you say that there is innovation happening and people are doing different things. Um, maybe last word to you, Fergus, in terms of, of, of the business going forward. You've also, you've just mentioned there about the investment that you're going to make. Um, in terms of attracting people to work in the business, is how challenging is that? And once you do get them, how about keeping them?
2: Labor Labour was always in challenge. Like before before COVID the hospitality was very hard to get staff. Now since COVID it's it's even harder obviously. People have changed and lifestyles have changed. Like before COVID we used to be do a seven day operation open every month. Now we do a five day operation so people are guaranteed their two days off. We close for ten days in January, two weeks in September, so people get their three weeks and then they take the other week at their own discretion. So that that has helped us with the staff and helped their own myself and my wife who run the business together. Yeah. Gave us a bit more time together as well. So but then there's a new course there's a management course organized with the VFI and stuff. And I might one of my members of staff is very interested in that going going forward. So that's that's retention there. Okay. Chef wise, you're always chef wise, you mean if you train in house chefs and keep them and look after them, they are they're there and they will stay with you.
0: Okay. Well look, it's uh it, it's a tough slog uh, it's, no one said it it's going to be easy uh, hats off to you Fergus for what you're doing there on the ground and uh, Porrick Cribbon as well a great contribu- c- contributor uh, to debate on the pub and all things uh, pub related uh, Chief Executive Officer of the Vintners Federation of Ireland thank you both for joining us this morning Down to Business with Bobby Kerr Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.